2013, 6D Helmets forever changed the way we think about motorcycle safety helmets. With its patented omnidirectional suspension system to help absorb rotational impacts, the original ATR1 helmet swept through the industry and was received with open arms by riders and racers alike. The new 60 ATR2 and ATR2 Youth are even better than the original and carry a limited three-year warranty and a unique technology that allows the helmet to be rebuilt after most crashes. Visit 60helmets.com for more info. Good morning and welcome to the Kickstart Podcast presented by 60 Helmets. I'm Don Maeda and uh, we've also got Michael Antonovich and Chase Curtis on the line. It's uh, Tuesday after Memorial Day. We took a little break yesterday from the uh, the podcast to enjoy some time with friends and family. Um, but man, Anton, we're about to experience something that has never happened in the history of the sport before and is, is I would hope, never going to happen again. I'm pretty excited about it. Are you? Oh, yeah. It's pretty much all I've been thinking about for the last, like, seven days. Um, the stuff that we're going to see and how this season is going to wrap up i think it's completely i mean yeah it's unprecedented on the whole no crowd how this is all going to work out but we're basically going to see the season reset because everybody's had time off to heal up from injuries maybe get bike setup stuff figured out figure out whatever else they want to do and then they can really come out firing for these last seven and even change bikes mm-hmm. you know, we talked to chad reed yesterday and he's coming out on a ktm 450 i think <laughs> that that's going to be crazy you know, I mean, aside from Bubba going from JGR to Suzuki, but that was Supercross to Outdoors. I mean, a high-level guy to switch brands partway through a season is going to be pretty interesting. But uh, um, what's uh, what's the latest on RJ Hampshire? Is he going to race? Uh, I think they're going to make a decision this week. He would have to line up on Sunday. From everything, when we were talking last week, it was still kind of on the fence that he could do it if needed. Mm-hmm. Um but then there is a big risk of, you know, what happens if he does get hurt again. Uh, I'm kind of of the belief right now that the Nationals are becoming more questionable uh, every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the longer we go without a schedule released makes the summer become un, more unlikely. So for RJ, you know, if he does do four races, you know, get, get through these last East Coast ones, do the showdown, and then take the summer off, if, if something needs to happen to get his knee fixed again or whatever he could do that and then he would have an ample time you know it would be okay but uh i think it's a decision they have to make this week and it still didn't seem definitive yet Mm. yeah that's a tough one Mm -hmm. i mean what if he doesn't race the nationals and then or doesn't race the supercross and then the nationals doesn't happen then his whole year is a complete wash right Mm -hmm. yeah and the thing that like they're trying to figure out too is, is you know he's third in supercross he knew the nationals and all that stuff. I mean, it's, it's very important and all that, but this is an opportunity third and supercross right now coming back off of everything. He could make an impact and get at least a little bit closer to the front of the pack and then rebuild for 21 even better for next year, because the guys that he's up against, you know, Chase Sexton will be gone. Uh, Shane McElrath, who knows what'll happen there. Like he will be the front runner in the class for next year. So just get through these next few come into next year, be ready to go. Mm. Yeah. So, Man, Supercross every three, four days. Chase, you're going to be uh, sitting in front of the television quite a bit while we're gone, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I was talking about it with some uh, friends yesterday. I don't know if I'm even going to leave the house. I mean, I'll probably, it'll be my own little Supercross going team. <laughs> I'm excited for it, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's funny, as I was talking to Chad yesterday, and he said, uh, 
you know, he's never been a guy who's been just like killer through the day program, you know, program uh, qualifying and practice and all that. He says something in his head just clicks when it's nighttime and it's time to race. And he says he's wondering about how it's going to feel racing during the day. But uh, so, Tuan, they're racing during the day because those were the available time slots, correct? It's not nothing to do with the quarantine stuff, right? Yeah, and honestly, too, um, we had we've explained this pretty well in Kickstart and other things that's going on. This whole package is predetermined by TV. So the Sunday slot was a TV time that they could get, and then the Wednesday was the alternate day where they could stack everything in, and it was far enough away that it wasn't too much of a hassle for the riders, the teams, or felt. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, middle of the day, if you have the NBC Gold Pass, you'll be able to watch everything live. That second, that first race starts on like NBC Sports and then switches over to broadcast NBC, which will be a big deal for Supercross. You know, we'll be on network television on a Sunday afternoon when other mainstream yeah. sports are typically on. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a good chance for everybody to see everything. But then when you go further into the schedule, I want to say it's the second race is a tape delay when it's on television. So it's not exactly like a live thing. So if you want to watch all of these things live and without a bunch of hassle, you have to have the gold pass thing right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then uh, if you have looked at the weather too, this daytime deal is going to be very, uh, it's going to be a big factor in that regard too. Uh, the first race is supposed to be like 95 degrees on Sunday. <laughs> and then Wednesday is going to be 75. So mm-hmm. there's going to be a pretty big difference in how everything goes from one to the next to the next. So yeah. I just loaded up the rental car right now. You know, I have pants and short sleeve shirts, long sleeve shirts, jackets. I even have rain gear packed because who knows Utah in the summer anything can happen yeah hey chase uh hey, utah's pretty unpredictable right like could we get a rain one a little bit just because it's up in the mountains um like uh-huh. hot air cold air mix you know something comes in through the pass it, it it can get pretty it can change pretty quick if you remember those old utah nationals that they had at the race car track there could be yeah. some pretty big like windstorms that would come out of nowhere then too Oof, yeah man. Hey, Chase, remember the uh, first day that you went and filmed with Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha at the uh, the Supercross track? The first day they went back after quarantine, yeah. and it was hot. Yeah. And then you said that they yeah. were all dying, right? Yeah, they were all, like, they were doing, I think, four or five lap sprints, and they were coming off and just, like, just completely drenched in sweat, like, exhausted, hanging over the bars. And I was just like mind blown, but I didn't I didn't think about it. But they they don't ride Supercross this time of the year. Like they're not used to riding Supercross in the heat. Yeah, usually Daytona back Strange. in the day was the only daytime race. Um, well, obviously now we've got what the crime races, Anton, mm-hmm. the, uh, Oakland, and I think there's another one that's during the day. But yeah, but yeah I mean, there's like there's a chance Boston. it's going to be warm. You know, you you did say it's going to be warm, so that's going to throw a whole new dynamic in it because, you know, Supercross is such an uh, anaerobic type sport compared to motocross. The the other big factor, and I know everybody's talked about this too, more so with Eli, is the elevation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's going to be a, a huge factor all the way across the board. Bikes are going to be performing different, you know, especially for the 250 class. So you're going to see guys like Geico Honda, Husqvarna, Star, bikes that you know have like a lot of power even the pc bikes bikes that are really really good low end will have some some favor there but then if you really watch social media stuff certain guys have already started transitioning 
Jason Anderson, everybody knows about the whole altitude sickness thing. So he's gone back to New Mexico near where he lives, which is at elevation. Mm -hmm. And then he's like gradually building, building, building. So when they get to Utah this week, it's not this like shock to the system. Yeah. So there that right. that between the heat and the elevation, it's going to be a completely different deal for these guys. But I think they've had enough time in this little break and enough foresight of like, hey, we're probably going racing at some point, ramp it back up. Mm -hmm. So I think yeah. that you'll see certain guys even come out maybe a little fresh too, you know, um, be healed even up. Even Marchbanks, Marchbanks is out there right now, and uh, he was telling me he has a buddy out there with the track. So he's got somewhere, and I imagine the whole team has somewhere to ride throughout these couple, next couple of weeks. Yeah, it sounds there's, like there's a couple too. of uh, there's a couple like amateur uh, regionals or qualifiers or something going on out in the same area, correct, Anton? Yeah, uh, there's a really well-known track out in Utah, like uh, some kind of cowboy thing. I can't remember the name of it right offhand, but people have seen photos of it. So they're supposed to get a regional, and with Loretta's going to a super regional format, that's going to be a big deal. Um, but in everybody that I've talked to and other stuff I've read, the Sunday to Wednesday program leaves no time for guys really to practice because you'll want to rest on right. Monday and then kind of do some other stuff on Tuesday. So the only day that guys think that they're going to be able to ride is Friday. Friday. Um, yep. And then even then, depending on how things go, you might not see this big push to like, we have to do something unless it's a crisis situation. Yeah. I think there's a, uh, uh, Ryan personally at Thrall I think it was telling me he's got a friend that has a track out there. And uh, I think the KTM guys have it rented on Fridays for Cooper to ride. And then, there was some talk of having some sort of midweek race out there just for privateers so they could earn some money. Oh, that's good. So we might be covering some local races, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's our new specialty. Yeah. <laughs> but, hey, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors, but we'll be back for uh, more with the Monday, Tuesday Kickstart podcast presented by 60 Helmets. Hey, guys. This is Shane McGrath of the Star Racing Monster Energy Yamaha team. BC Fit Mills has been a huge tool in my success by keeping me healthy, energetic, and recovering the best way I possibly can. All their meals are super delicious, ready to eat, and take the guesswork out of trying to eat right daily. Visit their website at bcfitmills.com and sign yourself up today. Out here, on the edge, failure is no option. Here, you don't compromise. Off-road, on-road, on the track, off the grid. Sunstar sprockets and brake discs come installed in more motorcycles and all-terrain vehicles than any other in the world, period. The engineers who design your bike trust and spec Sunstar for the same reason you should. Because here, on the edge, failure is no option. Sunstar, number one in sprockets and brake discs. Hey, it's Bill Hahn, team manager of the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha team. Works Connection has been building the best aluminum parts in motocross for over 30 years. From the awesome Pro Launch Start device to their original axle blocks. Works Connection parts are designed and produced in California and we are proud to use them on our factory race bikes in Supercross and Motocross. Check them out at worksconnection.com. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy's Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. 
Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota of Escondido Action Sports team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the Action Sports Special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. Hey guys, welcome back to the 60 Helmets Kickstart Podcast. Um, so Anton, you're driving, you're starting your drive today, and you've got, you're going to try to log 12 hours, huh? Mm-hmm. Plan is to get to Denver today. already have a hotel and everything booked. So, I mean, I just did 12 hours from Daytona and back. You know, after after that race was over and then did the nine hours from Ohio back, six hours to Iowa. So, like, Road Warrior, it's not a big deal. Yeah. You just did your cross-country drive, so it'll be good. Um, but then I'm trying to get to Utah sometime tomorrow afternoon. Mm-hmm. That way I can go get my COVID test taken care of and out of the way. I'm terrified to have that nose swab, like, touch my I, brain. I heard, so I, just uh, get um, I heard this one's a mouth swab. Thank God. I really, really hope so because I've given myself like five panic attacks thinking of this thing going on <laughs> my head. Yeah, Ricky Johnson said that that thing did not feel nice. So they jam it up there and they move it around and all this nonsense, but Ugh. I don't know. Yeah, so I, what I've got nine hours, I think, to Salt Lake, um, which would normally paralyze me with fear. But after that jaunt I did with RV a couple of weeks ago, seems like a hop, skip, and a jump. I think I'm going to try to take off uh, midday, afternoon tomorrow and be kind of soft and maybe go halfway and chill out and then get there in time for a COVID test Thursday. I think the cutoff's Thursday at noon, right? Yeah, because we have to get – honestly, we have to get a lot of stuff done. Um, I'm sure you did the same thing, but then for me, I had to fill out like an application, tell them where we're staying, all these things that are going on and then sign a bunch of help forms like this thing is pretty structured and good on supercross because uh the nascar racing is restarted restarted and everything mm-hmm. but it sounds like they're not doing a mandatory COVID test they just have to do a temperature check at those mm-hmm. races mm-hmm. for their staff so like feld is really taking it with the state of utah and the university they're like above and beyond to make sure that this thing is legit all the way across the board yeah hey what do you think so say you know Kenny wins the race, right? He pulls off. There's going to be like a 10-foot boom microphone or something. Mm-hmm. And, and the interview is going to shout his questions at him. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's what that's what it looked like on NASCAR this weekend. I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Is, are, <laughs> is Kenny going to have to take his helmet off and put a mask on? So for the NASCAR drivers, um, before the race, they made them. But then after the race, they didn't because they were trying to, like, you know, get air. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, the other thing is, too, apparently there's a rule that says if a commentator is on camera, they don't necessarily have to. It's just good, like, ethics to have a mask on. It looks like you're supporting the message or whatever. So we'll see who does what from here to there. Uh, I would think, like, Ricky and Ralph and, you know, everybody else will probably not have a mask on unless it's one-on-one contact with somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in the booth, they're sitting right next to each other. 
I mean, I, yeah, I don't know, yeah. dude. I mean, I'm, you know, I was, so Riverside County has lifted the mask and, uh, and social distancing thing. So like, there is no, there's some small businesses that will say, you know, please wear a mask when you enter, but like the grocery stores and stuff, those signs are all gone. I went to, uh, I went to my local Stater Brothers yesterday to pick up some stuff to barbecue and I'd say about half the people in there had masks on. I didn't have it on, but the crazy thing is the shaming going on by the people with masks, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like I'm walking and there's this old timer guy, like old walking towards me and he's pointing at his mask and pointing at his mask and looking at me. (laughs) And I was all, what? And he goes, where's your mask? Where's your mask? I go, not required anymore, bud. And he goes, Oh, yes, they are. And I go, no, you want to bet? It's not a requirement anymore. And he's all, you need to protect me. You need to protect me. And I looked at him. I go, bud, your shopping hours were between 6 and 7, old man. And he still was (laughs) mad-dogging me. And I crossed paths with him again in another aisle. And he did the same thing again. And I'm all, dude, I kind of got mad. And I was like, dude, quit getting greedy. You're already old. You've lived a long time. Do they have it at your guys' stores out there where you have to follow, like, a designated path? <laughs> um, no, thank God. No, not out <laughs> yeah, here, but, when... like, in some of the uh, states driving home with RV, like, the, the gas stations, like the mini marts, there was one-way aisles. Yeah, all of our grocery stores, like, when you walk in, it's like you have to, like, navigate the whole tour, you know, and then there's, like, no, there's, like, wrong way. Like so it's like way. going to Ikea if you just want to, yes, get, if you just want to get milk. You got to walk by the fruit and the vegetables, too. Yeah, and then you have to know, like, where the shortcuts are, like, at Ikea, too. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, Like, we went to that. I went to, you know, races on Friday and Saturday night, and they had controlled crowds and everything like that. It was supposed to be, I think, it was 700 Yeah, what, what was that like, Anton? Were, were people sitting next to each other in the stands, or was it all spaced out? Um, it was spaced out pretty well. We, um, accidentally made a mistake and didn't realize on Friday night, I was me and my dad, and my brother. So, I mean, as you could guess, that's not really the most, whatever crew, we're not the most like rule following from yeah, time to yeah. time. So we sat down in a row that was marked off not to set in and we didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like nobody freaked out or whatever. As soon as you walked in, they gave you a little complimentary bottle of hand sanitizer. And, <laughs> but honestly, dude, it's better this way like if you ever go to like a, a dirt track race or whatever where it's just grandstands and it's general admission seating they're like you have your knees in somebody's back somebody's knees are in your back it's elbow to elbow yeah uh the crowd gets drunk like all this stuff with this it's just like hey man like you can come watch the race and you know like you just want to break from everything mm-hmm. so it's a much more mellow and enjoyable experience so like i had a way better time that way than i would have been you know if it was a sold out show yeah. So it's different. I think too, it's going to, it's going to change the way people go about events in the future too, because I don't think even, you know, say 21 starts, I don't think that it's going to be just sold out stadiums everywhere. There probably will still be some ticket restrictions and things like that when, when mm-hmm. we eventually do go back to normal. Mm-hmm. You know, out here, just, uh, you know, with things being lifted and, uh, man, the trucks have been packed dude like there's been more people at the tracks every day that they're open than before covid you know i mean i think it's like people are just so desperate to get out and do activities you know but like it's crazy we went to glen helen yesterday on a sunday right and glen helen's not usually open sunday 
it was it was jam packed. There were so many people there, and you know, I, I went. I think I motored three days in a week, three days in a row this week, and I rode Friday at Paris, Saturday at Kauia, and Sunday at Glen Helen. I did that because I'm trying to get my moto fixing because I'm going to be gone for three weeks and won't be riding a dirt bike. So uh, this is funny. I saw the same people at the track every day. Like everyone's got <laughs> everyone's got the same dirt bike fever right now. Yeah. Just driving on the freeway past uh, Elsinore, it's crazy to see all the cars down there because I'll look to the right and I'm like, oh, and then I remember it's open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't been to the new Elsinore yet or, the you know, the reopened Elsinore, but. I've heard it's like just like it always was, but uh, yeah, looking forward to checking it out. So, Tuan, we're going to get you on the road, buddy. We don't want to hold you up anymore. Um, what kind of rental car did you get? I got a Jeep Cherokee. I was very oh. lucky about that. Yeah, so we're good. Nice. So it's SUV. It's Je- uh, yeah, a little SUV. SUV. Yeah. Yeah. I brought a, uh, I have an espresso maker pack, so we'll we'll be able to be taken care of out there. Oh, nice. So, yeah, it'll be all good to go. Uh but yeah, I think this would be good. I'm excited to see how all this goes, especially once we get there and get settled Thursday. Mm-hmm. Because once we get Thursday, then a, this will seem like a real deal. You know, yeah. this is weird. And I think, I mean, it's the same thing for you. The fact that we're going to be gone for a month and we're going to go through all these things and it's just going to be rapid fire. This is going to be completely different than anything else we've ever done. Um, but I think it's going to be a cool time to see how everybody reacts to this. Yeah. So, okay. I've heard conflicting reports, all right? From you, you said, bring me a mountain bike. But then Dahmer said you are talking to him and said, oh, no, I'm not going to mess around mountain biking. I've got work to do. So do I bring? Uh, well, <laughs> bring me one because I just put a set of uh, fast house gear and a bicycle helmet in the back of the car just to be safe. Yes. So, Well, here's so, the yeah, deal. I'm, I'm going to bring... I'm going to bring my Stumpy, but I'm also going to bring my Levo, my e-bike, right? So we'll just put you on the e-bike because I don't need Anton throwing up on the trail like has no, happened no, no. in the past, right? <laughs> right. Uh, and if you have if you have pedals, I'll flats. get those. You want I... flats, right? Or do you want Whatever. clips? Flats or clips? Uh, if, you have clips, if you have clips, I'll try to hit up the guys that fly to get new bicycle shoes shipped mm-hmm. over to me because uh, I still can't find mine. Okay, well, I've got these <laughs> badass yoshimura flat pedals i'll bring those okay cool uh all right yeah i'm all set there but yeah i think um like once we get going too i think people will be excited about the content that like we have planned you know we didn't go the hotel route we got a house so we have some fun stuff planned with that you know going to see more guys it's not like people are going to be able to run away you know what i mean well i've already i think i've already been hit up by several people like are we riding bicycles i'm like heck yeah we are Mm-hmm. So I've been scoping out the trails and figuring out where we could go. And <sighs> I'm even going to bring my road bike for that nonsense, but we'll see. Oh, you are? Yeah. That'll be good. That'll be good. Maybe <laughs> then I, uh, I'll i probably throw on the baggies and then go run a bicycle then too. Yeah. So I can join you. Uh, but yeah, I think it'll be good. We'll, we'll have a good time. Okay. So if you're listening to this podcast, do yourself a huge favor and – Bookmark SwapMotoLive.com because over the next three weeks, we're going to have some badass content. We'll have the best race coverage and obviously the uh, kickstart wrap-ups after the races. We're going to have a ton of videos. So uh, if you want to keep track of the Salt Lake City Supercross wrap-up and see more than they're going to show you on TV, check out our website. That's what we all bust our asses on. So guys, all right, Anton, drive safe. Chase. 
have fun watching on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. have fun out there. But uh, yeah, man, really, really excited for this. I have the I have the same feeling I have like a few days before Anaheim one right now, but it's just weird, right? Because it's yeah. a little different. I feel like I'm going to summer camp. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I told Megan too. <laughs> yeah, I gotta start packing. We we you know what we gotta find out, Anton. If the washing machine at the B and B is one of those ones that takes that H E detergent, because if you put regular detergent in it, it'll boil over uh, suds and flood the house. So we gotta figure that okay. out. Okay, <laughs> I brought. I got a thing of a uh, laundry detergent packed, so we'll double check when we get there. Or are those those pod, yeah. pods that you eat? No, I'm yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm too old for that. That's Chase's. That's Chase's. That's Chase's, Chase's era, yeah, right? That's me. Yeah. 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 Sorry about yeah. that. No, we got it all. We got it all taken care of. I think like that's going to be the other fun thing too. Is like for you and me, Don. Like this is the most time we'll have ever spent around each other nonstop. Yeah, so, I'm gonna emerge from. Yeah. I'm gonna emerge from Salt Lake Supercross a vegan. Yes, probably. <laughs> or you're, you're gonna come out of it cussing a lot more and uh, being. I don't being think mean. I've already got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, guys. Yeah. Well, hey. Uh, Chase, we'll see you in a month. Anton, I'll see you in a couple of days. Yeah. Um, and uh, you guys, thanks for listening. In 2013, 6D Helmets forever changed the way we think about motorcycle safety helmets. With its patented omnidirectional suspension system to help absorb rotational impacts, the original ATR1 helmet swept through the industry and was received with open arms by riders and racers alike. The new 6D ATR2 and ATR2U are even better than the original and carry a limited three-year warranty and a unique technology that allows the helmet to be rebuilt after most crashes. Visit 60helmets.com for more info.